Hello, everybody. Welcome again. Top of the table. I'm Brian Bentley, joined this week by Mr. Chris Ballard. Hello. Mr. Mark Villa. Hi. It has his toolbar working. And our special guest this, guest this week, please introduce yourself, caller. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, this is Jeff Krause <laughs> from uh, Fire Confidential Podcast. God, I want to spank just hearing that voice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And I have a I have a handy little uh, I have a handy little third ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No nipple, nipple. Oh, nice. Nice Superfluous nipple. Oh. There we go. So I, I Jeff, I forgot my. Go ahead. No, no, your show, your show. Ha 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 being handy with our with our uh, lower thirds. That's what it's called. See, right. I got all nervous on I got all nervous once this show started. Yeah, we we tend to do that to a lot of people. Yeah, it's uh, the pressure of working with us professionals. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or as some galaxy bloggers would tell you, it's just trying to distance yourself from me because God knows what I'm going to say is going to piss off the galaxy. Yeah, it could be that. No, oh, no. oh, you're you're that guy, huh? I'm yes. that guy. I know that guy. Unfortunately, I know it. Um, yeah. Hi. So so here we here we go. Question number one: the biggest surprise of the MLS so far, Mr. Kraus. Chivas beating Chicago last week. Mr. Ballard. Revolution being so horrible. <laughs> hi, Hank. Oh, just kicking while he's not here. Mr. Dia. People thinking the revolution wouldn't be horrible. <laughs> That's unfair, really, because last year they were actually pretty decent. No, they weren't. They had flashes. Which, I guess, I don't know. I, they're the revolution. I like to pick on them. Uh, yeah. biggest, biggest surprise for me is Portland's very tepid start. Uh, let's uh, let's stick with yesterday's games. Toronto FC versus Seattle. Is that a statement game for Toronto or no, Mr. Via? I, I think it's too early in the season to be a statement game. I think it's a we put things in the right order at the right time this early in the season and we got lucky. Next week, maybe not so much. However, everyone's going to say it's a statement game. I don't. Mr. Ballard. Yes, it was. Um, not so much for Bradley and Defoe, but I think other players in that setup have shown that they can produce. I think Osorio was excellent yesterday. And I think if Toronto are going to do anything, they need people other than those big DP players to produce for them. Mr. Krauss? Uh, I think it's too early. Uh, Defoe, good game, sure. Bradley, decent game. I think De Rosario is going to run out of gas by the end of the season. and. He ran out of gas by see, the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see what, was, we'll see what they can put together. He was panting during the anthem yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a long walk out there. If uh, I can go back for a second, to me, a statement game was the Revolution beating the Galaxy 5-0 last year. That was a statement game. Second mm -hmm. second week of the season, it's it's really to make a statement. It, it's Everyone's still piecing together. But technically, it was their first game of the season. Then even That's... more so, not a statement game. They got lucky. Uh, I say it was less of a statement, more of a um, more of putting Seattle under the microscope, just a little bit more. 
Well, Marco Papa was playing for t uh, Toronto for a while there too. That never, you know, that never helps their cause. He's been awful so far. Spoken as I, a true, spoken by a true fire fan. I have no love lost there. <laughs> How did Dempsey do yesterday? Uh, well, that's uh, funny you say that. Question number three: Clint Dempsey had a goal and a cup check yesterday. Would you consider it? Would you classify him as frustrated, petulant, or enigmatic? Are you asking? Uh, Mark. It's Clint Dempsey. He's going to hit once in a while. That's what he does. But he's not worth the money they paid for him. He didn't last year. And I think there's going to. I think he could possibly be suspended for uh, for his little uh, uh, sack tap. I don't even think it wasn't even that. He just punched the guy straight in the nuts. Dude, I was too hungover to watch any games yesterday. I was I was bad off yesterday, so I didn't watch anything. I'm watching highlights. Mr. Ballard. Um, petulant, frustrated, or enigmatic. Yes, he was all of those. Um, I think he should get suspended. I think it would be an interesting test of whether the MLS um, actually is still afraid to punish their big players because... For years, we saw big designated players kind of getting away with stuff. So I think it would be an indication of the strength of MLS if they can afford to see him sit down for three games. Jeff? I'm going to say petulant. Uh, he's got this I'm the U.S. captain chip on his shoulder, and he's done zero to back it up on, on the club side with you know since he came to Seattle. So... Um, I think all of the above, but more than anything, it's petulance. You know, the, the guy whines every time he gets tripped, and it, it's infuriating. I'm going to say he's frustratingly petulant. Can I throw uh, in a sub-question in, in line with Jeff's answer there? Yes. Sub-question. Are there any bigger whiners in MLS than Robbie Keane, Wondolowski, or, um, or uh, uh, Will Johnson? Kellen Rowe. Well, hold on. Wait, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Give me those names again. Will Johnson, <laughs> Wondolowski, or Robbie Keane. Are there any bigger whiners in MLS? That that is going to be question number four. I will accept that answer. I, I, I will accept that submission as question number four. <laughs> Were he still playing, I'd put Jesse Marsh in there as well. But. Mm -hmm. You know, I just oh. I was watching I was watching the game today and last night, and uh, man, Will Johnson is just a whiny little bitch. Great player, whiny little bitch. But are you saying that there's a bigger whiner than him out there? I don't know. Is there? I don't think there are. Those three are the top of the table. I think. Ooh, good brand tie-in. Well done. I know, right? You're right, Jeff. I, well, I I kind of knee-jerk blurted out Kellen Rowe, but I think Kellen Rowe's problem is that he gets shot by the sniper on the hill a couple times a game. <laughs> I think that's his issue. <laughs> um, yeah, that's 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 a pretty good trifecta there. Um, I don't like know Black, if there's any that are worse. Black Sunday yeah. all over again. <laughs> yeah. Chris? Uh, I don't think that there are any worse. There are lots who try, but none quite scale the keen heights. Yeah. Although Wando's up there, I think. So, He's getting there. Only the last kind of well, since he got his DP contract, really. So we're we're gonna go with a short. Everybody on number four is going with an ant, just simple no. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I do want to throw go back to question three with Clint Dempsey. By the way, he did score a goal, and we asked question last week who was gonna score more goals, him or Eddie Johnson. 
Clint Dempsey mm-hmm. one, Eddie Johnson zero so far. Well, Johnson didn't play this week, so you can't really bet him for that. Yeah. Hey, work with me. <laughs> uh, and Jermaine Defoe had two. I said he was going to score eight this season, so I'm <laughs> going to be frustratingly close all year. <laughs> and except, except for Ballard, when's the last time a Johnson hasn't scored? <laughs> How long have you waited for that? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm just surprised you didn't say dribbler in the box. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. This is the kind of high stuff. For those fire WFC fans that are joining us now, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, My she name says, is SC She says hi from the other room. <laughs> My name is Mark Via. <laughs> Ignore that part down here. <laughs> uh, question number five Does Josie come back to MLS? Oh, good question. I think he's a higher skill to do. He has to at some point. I mean, he's going to um, run out. He's going to run out of places where he can't produce consistently in Europe, and he's going to have to come home. I mean, did you really think Michael Bradley was going to come home at this point in his career? No, no one thought that. I don't think Michael Bradley thought it until Toronto called him. Exactly. I, I think. I, I think Josie is going to run out of places where he just can't produce on a consistent enough level. And he's going to get the reputation for not producing at all. And he's going to be chased, not chased, but he will be uh, not asked back, as it were. Um, I, I think he'll come back unless he has a good World Cup. If he has a half-decent World Cup and scores, say he scores three goals, I know it's a stretch, but say he scores three goals, I think there'll be another team prepared to throw the dice with him. I think... Uh... His move to Southern Sunderland was a mistake. I thought he should have come back to MLS before, you know, instead of coming to going to Sunderland. But um, I think his trials there are only going to lower his value, and he's going to have to do something in the World Cup for anybody to. I mean, not anybody to want him, but uh, you know, yeah, MLS will take anybody. But, uh, but I, feel, I thought know. the Sunderland move was stupid because at the time Palo de Canyon was there, and the guy's a nut job. So I think going there, you're setting yourself up for failure. And you're playing in a team that's struggling, so he's not getting as many chances as he was in Holland. I mean, he's not scoring them, admittedly, but I think he was getting more chances in Holland, which subsequently meant he was scoring more goals. At Sunderland, he's getting one or maybe two you know, chances a game. If he doesn't put those away, he looks like a, a bit of a lemon. And either he comes back or he goes to play with uh, Bornstein in Mexico. But if Paulo De Canio is so off the rails crazy, does that make Josie signing at Sunderland... All that crazier. It it means that he hasn't done his due diligence. He's just chased, chased the cash, and it's something that I see with with team with players going to teams without any money. You know, you see players going to teams like Portsmouth and Leeds, and then they can play and have any cash. Or I think it's part of a player's due diligence when you move to find out what kind of culture there is at the club, what the finances are. Um, I mean that that goes into a whole new different conversation about, um, especially in England, the football creditors rule where if a club goes bust, the players get paid first, which I think is ridiculous. Um, but I think his agent or someone around him should say, look, you can go to this club and you'll get paid a lot of money, but please be aware there's a very good chance that Pali de Canio will quite literally explode within three months. But is it, a, um, is it the draw of being in the Premier League? I, yeah, I mean, I would be interested to know what other offers he had because I think he people were kind of looking at him as damaged goods after the whole episode. 
Um, he recovered very well in Holland, but sometimes Dutch players or players from that league don't work out very well. For every Luis Suarez, there's a Massimo Macaroni who does nothing. Hey, um, we we just got a, a player out of the Dutch league here at FC Dallas, and they're saying and they're saying at 25 that he's washed up. Well, he's at Dallas. It's kind of a clue. Wait a minute, no. <laughs> is, is it Freddie Adu? No. Hey, Freddie Adu, Freddie Adu turned down an offer from the Atlanta Silverbacks. He did his due diligence and didn't want to work with Ronaldo. Who does? Other than Warren Barton. Uh, question number six. Puma, Adidas, or Nike? Jeff. Hmm, Nike fits me better. Mark. Nike fits me better, but if you're going to go blase, might as well go Puma. Chris. Adidas. Adidas. It's not Adidas. I could get into the story of where the name comes from and how them and Puma are related, but I won't because that's really boring. But it's Adidas. Suck it. Um, <laughs> go ahead and, and tell the story. I, I don't know if people know the story about how the brothers that own it's Adidas. The brothers, it's the brother's and, first and last name, right? Yeah. Uh, well, um, Adi Dessler was the guy who created Adidas, um, and they worked together, and there was a, a big bust-up in the, in the town in Germany. I can't remember the name of the town. Um, so the brother went and formed Puma across they the street. They were in town, and they were musicians. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it's quite funny now, because even now, you know, I think it's 60, 70 years on, the town is very much divided among Puma and Adidas. So the, the factories are in the same, the same town, but it's like... The Jets and the Sharks in West Side Story, apparently. If you work at Puma, you can't associate with Adidas. <laughs> the Jets and the Sharks. Yeah, I, I pop up with the oh. baby Shakespeare-related references. God almighty. Uh, let's go question seven. Grant Wall picked New England to win MLS Cup. Is he crazy like a fox or crazy like an actual crazy person? Mark? He's Grant Wall. <laughs> Crazy like a fox or crazy like an actual crazy person? Uh, he's Grant Wall. He's just fucking... He's crazy. Like a fox or like a crazy person? Like a crazy, insane person! Oh, thank you. Mr. Ballard. He's crazy like a fox with a massive massive sense of entitlement and an, you know, a misguided idea of his own self-importance. None of these answers will fit if we are limited to 140 characters by those people that want to play along with us at Top of the Table TV on Twitter, but there you go. Jeff? He will search out his name on Twitter without being specifically mentioned, so he is B. Crazy what about crazy, crazy like he's on Fox? That works. Well, no, because, no, because if he was on Fox, nobody would see him. No, he's on yeah, Fox Crazy like an actual crazy person, yes. yes. Um, does an MLS team win the Champions League this year? No. Yes. <laughs> Wrong. No. Everyone want to yell at the same time, Chris? Yes. I said no. Mark? Yes. Jeff? Nope. Nope. Why do you <laughs> say yes, Mark, and who? Because I have Wait. faith in my team, man. Let me guess, RSL? MLS for RSL. Kansas City. I have faith in my team. Okay. Nothing That's, nothing more forthcoming. Okay. I have faith in my team. We're gonna win. Uh I, I did read some reports that the uh the Tijuana the Tijuana uh, fans are great and it would that this could potentially be a, a wonderful rivalry for the Southern Cal area. I think it could. I think it'd be a great thing to build on. I really do. 
Uh, I hope the game goes well Tuesday, no matter what happens. I hope it's a fantastic game on Tuesday, and I really look forward to watching it. Um, but, you know, I have faith in my team. We're going to win until we don't. And no matter how many times I type the galaxy, you shift the bed, I still think we're going to win until we don't. That is Yogi Berra-esque and genius, and I love you for that. Nicholas Anelka has been cut by West Bromiavich. Uh, I can't even say that again. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just still. La I'm just laughing because he quit basically by Twitter in French, and then they sacked him. Uh, hey, what MLS club signs him? Nobody signs him. Don't cross the line. Oh wow, Jeff. Uh, Red Bulls sign him, and then everybody tweets at the league and Red Bulls don't cross the line. <laughs> Mark. Chivas signs him. And then we all tweet don't cross the line. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody signs him. He goes back to China. Is the correct answer. Question number 10. Give me your MLSer that is going to have the biggest impact at the World Cup, Jeff. Oh, my word. Michael Bradley? Mr. Villa? Uh, I still think it's going to be LD, but I think Bradley's going to have a second, a second uh, very close there. Those Chris. two are going to dominate for the team. Julio Cesar. I think that was genius. Because you did not limit that to American. You are a bald, magnificent bastard. Well, you said MLS. So I know. I, I know. Oh, I see. I like what you did there. Think he's, was... he's the starting goalkeeper for the home team in the World Cup. Oh, who, by the way, happened to be Brazil. How could he not have an impact? Mark and I just went Merkin on it. Yep. America! Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Merkins, I'm going to take Mixed Discrude. <laughs> So there we go. That That is our ten questions. I will now open the floor up to our esteemed guests and Chris and Mark. What? Yeah, that was that ten. That was ten? Really? Yeah. Was, yeah. That didn't feel okay, like ten. Jeff, i, I got to ask you. I, I, okay. I'm sorry. You've got to do something about the... Oh, God. <laughs> do something about that, please. Oh, my God. If I had it in my power... <laughs> So Mark, did you see did you see the tweet that I included you on yesterday? I did. Okay. I did. If I had been hung over, I would have responded to it. I know. I per it was a perfect setup. Uh, uh, our friend Rue over in England at Rue's Footy Shirts uh, said, "Is there a more uh, what's the worst thing in world football besides the or the, the Seattle Sounders is the worst chant in the entire of world football?" And I said, "Well, I think Mark would disagree with you." <laughs> thinking it was just going to be 140 characters of <laughs> they're working on some new stuff what Chicago <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff we already know the other two idiots Let's uh, tell us a little about yourself and your podcast for the three people that are watching for one the of three which people which one is, of which is in the other room one of which is, yeah, one of which is my wife um <laughs> Well, I uh, I am on uh, Fire Confidential Podcast on nasn.tv, the uh, the other guys for uh, for you guys here, but um, with uh, Gar 
Guillermo, no, good, good. <laughs> uh, with Guillermo Rivera, who is at FireConf on uh, Twitter, he is uh, probably one of the best uh, sources of fire information out there. Uh, so I'm glad he's on my side. Um, and yeah, I tweet way too much, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> and Mr. Krause is also where I have it is a member of Section Eight. I think I have yep. your the scarf you sent me here. It's all right. There's one behind him. Yep. Jeff was kind, Jeff was kind enough to send me a uh, Section Eight scarf. Uh, two weeks, two or three weeks ago, whenever he got back. Uh, tell us about your trip to Arizona. Uh, trip to Arizona was fun, man. It was uh, you know, I went out there for the Diamond Cup, obviously, and uh, it was a good time, man. It's you know, for for us in Chicago, we've been dealing with you know, 10 degrees for the last four months. So to go down to 70 degrees and some sun and soccer, and uh, it was a good time. But uh, they put on a good event down there. Uh, FC Tucson is uh, it's a nice little club. They got a got a nice uh, facility there that they built with the with the new stadium. So it was cool. It was cool. I love every chance I have to get down there. Nice. What's happening with Mike McGee, Jeff? Do you know? Uh, I think that's. A little bit of conjecture and rumor at this point. I don't think there's anything to it, but I'm also everybody I've talked to has said that there's there's nothing to it that that you know the last two weeks has been injury relate, related, um, but I will be interested to see what the timing is of him getting back on the pitch and this new contract finally getting finalized because the contract is coming, uh, and even though they were putting up all of this. Personal reasons, person, you know, all that stuff uh, during preseason. Uh, it, it was, it was all of this holdout contract uh, garbage, and uh, I think everybody just wants to put them behind it, put it behind them now. Um, but I think the stuff that, that kind of cranked up today on Twitter, I don't, I don't know that there's anything to it at this point. But you know, keeping our ear to the ground and you know, seeing, uh, seeing what comes out uh, here in the next couple of days. Well, even I mean, he he has had injury. Mm-hmm. Regardless of everything else, playing on turf, if he's just coming back, don't you keep him off that? It's oh yeah, it's, it's too early in the season to risk an injury from points that don't matter yet. I totally agree. And one of the things I said to somebody on Twitter today that was you know raging because he wasn't starting was he's you know they're playing a game on turf against an opponent that they're going to play one time this year. Yeah. You know why why risk that? You need to get the Eastern Conference points. You know if you're Chicago. You have got to get those Eastern Conference points. Don't risk the game on turf against a team you're going to play one time this year. If you can, you know, eke out a draw, which was all anybody asked for today, you know, against Portland, um, then you save him for next week when we, you know, when when New York comes to town and he's on grass, he's a week healthier. Why why risk it now? So I'm I was fine with him being out of the lineup today. Uh, people were blowing their stacks, and I don't get it, but you know, right. so be it. Well, Jeff, since we have you here, I'm going to ask you a question right now that uh, mm-hmm. hopefully we get to ask uh, Jeremiah Oshan next week. Uh, we got Chris and I had this discussion with him earlier. Supporter Shield, should it mean more? Mm-hmm. What's the point of it meaning more? And how do we make it mean more when the playoffs of the Cup are the ultimate goal for everybody? I think it's a nice blue ribbon. That's it. I mean, it, it, it's a consolation brag when you bomb out of the playoffs. Yeah, when 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 we have a an American playoff system the way we do, 
where half of the teams in a conference are going to make the playoffs and all they have to do is pull a Houston Dynamo and have a good run to eke into the playoffs at the end of the year, it doesn't really mean anything. You know, it, yeah, is it a nice piece of hardware? Sure. You know, I was glad to see New York get it last year. I thought they, you know. Nobody else was. <laughs> I, I, I thought, you know, hey, they, they did what they needed to do and they, you know, they, they got it down to the last week of the season and they took it. That's, you know, good for them. They got a piece of hardware finally. But does it mean anything? Not really. There's a lot easier ways to get into the CCL. I mean, right. <laughs> you know, go, go through the Open Cup. You know, you play play some scrub teams. You you know, you're gonna have a couple tough games, and you know, you know, the last two or three games of the of that cup are gonna be are gonna be tough. You know, tougher matches because you're gonna face league opponents. But I mean, Supporter Shield, it was something for the fans, I think. Right. I I like the idea of it meaning more, but I don't know how to accomplish that because we have the playoff system in place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which you know, I mean, I, I'm not, I've never been real crazy about the playoff system, but you know, that that opens up a whole other can of worms of you know promotion and relegation right. and top four teams and I mean, we don't have that kind of time. We 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 <laughs> yeah, we don't have that kind of time, and, and that'll bring the crazies out of the woodwork pretty quick. So and without a playoff system, we have potential to never gain a significant fan base. Right. Because it's mm-hmm. such an American thing. Right. Yeah. Which is yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. I, I've always said that the play, the American playoff system, is catering to the American fan. It's not a. It, I, I don't. I don't think it's good for soccer, but you know, it's good for American fans because that's what they know. See, I think for better or worse. The only thing that I can think of that would make it justifiable and reasonable. Okay, so the teams would normally make the playoffs. They don't make the playoffs. Supporter Shield, you know, team with the best record wins the cup or the shield, and that's it for the season. However, mm-hmm. in the following season, those playoff teams play for the League Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. don't think it's going to work. <laughs> it's I not going yeah. I mean, like Jeff said, there's a reason the players mean anything. Yeah. But, but when you look at the NFL, that just is going to add end up adding more teams to an already large playoff field. It's it truly is. An American, um, American slant on it, and the guy that's leading the way is Jerry Jones because his team didn't get in. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, you, you can say the same thing about the World Cup. I mean, the World Cup is basically just a great big playoff, you know. And uh, teams who who didn't qualify, they may end up being the best team during that, you know, four or five weeks. Yeah, somebody so, gets on a run. You're right, but then you yeah. look at the, the NCAA's now. They've added a play-in game for the 64th and 65th team. So now whoever wins the NIT can say we're number 66. <laughs> well, I, I heard somebody say, you know, regarding regarding MLS and, and entrance into CCL and some of that, that, that they said, okay, you know, maybe m- try to model it a little more after, you know, after Premier League, let's say, where maybe the first top four teams get into CCL play and if, uh, or, or the top three and you know the uh, the Open Cup winner, and if there's any overlap there, then you ha- you have you know a supporter shield versus an Open Cup rival, or so, you know some some way to to you know make it a little more more interesting. But I Maybe mean they're they... gonna keep they're gonna keep doing it this way regardless, you know. But I, I just say I think there's better ways that they can do it and more attractive ways that 
you know, that are not so tied to an American format that, you know, I, I really wish we'd get away from. But, I, you know, they're going to keep doing it the way they are because they think that that's the way to, to promote stability and sustainability and everything else. So, right. so, whoever, so whoever wins the league, uh, wins the season, gets the supporter shield. Then we take the top six teams and they play for the Supporters' Cup. How about we do that? Yeah. I'm going to wait for that joke to land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just wondering, with the playoffs, is there any way? Because I, I agree with a lot of people that it should mean more. They're having the best record, most points for the league in the regular season should mean a lot more than it does. But how does that happen? What, what do we have to do to accomplish that? Well, why does it mean more? Especially now the unbalanced schedule. I mean, you don't see the team that finished, you know, 15 and one in the NFL saying, "Yay, we won the Supporters Shield." It's only because MLS is has kind of bowed down to the European sensibilities of, of soccer fans that it's happened. Um, you know, and I at the moment I think it's kind of a it's neither one thing or the other because they're they're kind of not going fully into the the playoff system. Um, because they're still giving prizes out for the supporter shield, and I think, especially with the, the the CCL anyway, a lot of teams until the last couple of years don't particularly care about the CCL. It's really only LA and Salt Lake when they got to the final that really made it a big thing. I I think a lot of teams aren't that upset about missing out on CCL, especially when the fixtures come heavy in the summer when they're just trying to push towards the playoff in MLS. And 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 I'll play devil's advocate here. In hockey, they have the president's trophy. That's for the best team in the uh, in the regular season. Nobody mentions that. I mean, it's not like oh, they won the president's trophy. They're the best team. It's when the playoffs start, who gets the who gets the cup at the end. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. I mean, I would like for it to mean more because of the tradition of the of the, of world football. However, we're Americans. We have an American league. It's all about the playoffs, and that's all that matters. And Beyond all that, in my mind, without a balanced schedule, supporter shield means dick. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, you're right. I mean, because if, especially if the East is weaker, as it has been in the past, we You know what? Getting beat by New England in June and not finding out if you could beat them in August or, or, or September is unfair. It, it, it's it's in, it's an incorrect way to run a league. You should. I, I don't want to play Houston. Or I don't want to play RSL three times in two months. I want to play them twice in the season and play everybody else twice in the season. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it should be. And all this hoo ha about oh, it's too much travel. It's too you know, you know fucking grow a pair, put your big girl panties on, and play the goddamn games. Well, the and unbound I schedule works because as the league grows, they haven't got to make it. No, there's a chance there could be, I don't know, 32 teams in however many years. That's 60, what, 62 games you're going to have to play. That's never going to happen. I mean, you're going, the most you're going to have is 38 games, I think, in the season, which means you're always going to have an unbound schedule. And you're probably going to have more confidence in that one as well. And I think the year that FC Dallas played, we played like 42 or 44, and it totally... Killed us fitness-wise. All right, so here's the way it works. We spent the first uh, first half of the show. I gave twin questions. My uh, my wonderful uh, guest gave us ten answers, and now you guys get to play along. You can tweet us at Top of the Table TV with your answers. I will post the questions to the website at Top of the Table TV. If you want to play along, use the hashtag Grant Wall. G R A N T W A H L. Hashtag Grant Wall. You're more than welcome to play along. You guys are all uh, getting blocked. Don't. <laughs> 
I, I've already blocked him. I'm, a, I'm already blocked. I was, he blocked me already. So don't don't tweet at Grant Wall. Use the <laughs> hashtag Grant Wall. It's not gonna matter. It's so gonna so I'll, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, great. That means we that means we what got 25% more viewers. <laughs> <laughs> so you can answer those questions. I will post the questions to the website right now. Uh, let's, uh, Mr. Ballard. Do you want to plug anything very quickly? Um, just my my Twitter at Chris J Ballard for hilarity occasionally and jokes about boobs. Mr. Via at sc underscore Beaner Lights. I'm unapologetic. I like dick jokes and breasts. <laughs> and to our serious guest, Mr. Krause <laughs> at dfb Jeff, and I like Mark. <laughs> <laughs> So by the transitive properties, you also like dick jokes and breasts. Yay! Oh, Allegedly. See what I did there. That's when you hear from the other room, Jeffrey! <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am Brian Bentley. You can follow me at Brian Bentley, uh, or you can follow the show at Top of the Table TV. Uh, we also have uh, the uh, older... Or, blah, blah, blah past editions of the show at topofthetable.tv. Again, you can join us this week. You can tweet us uh, using the hashtag GrantWall. We had some great answers and participation last week using hashtag Mark's Toolbar. Um, How many did we have? We got a couple, actually. We got uh, uh, first firing. We got Ryan Nielsen grab some votes. Oh, nice. Um, Jermaine Defoe scoring goals. Got some uh, reaction from people. Pretty much that was it. Oh no, not let me. Oh gosh, it was Tyler. Tyler went for uh, instead of judo or karate, he gave. Uh, gosh, it was drunken. I want to give him credit for it because it was funny. I can tell. Oh no, he he, he picked judo. Somebody gave us. <laughs> somebody. Oh, it was Je it was Jeff Ballard That's that gave us. Uh, worst story ever. Jeff Ballard gave us. <laughs> Jeff Ballard gave us a, a funny one. Jeff Ballard gave us drunken boxing. You so, probably had to be there, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Only at the time. <laughs> um, doo -doo -doo. He also said uh, Jeff gave us best uh, best new kits was the Sounders third, and the worst was the Galaxy home. I'm shocked nobody said Chicago's. I like Chicago's. Oh, you were one of the few. Do you not like Do you not like it because it's not red and white? I'm okay. I you know, I, I'm not crazy about it, but Shut up, Mark. <laughs> I'm not crazy about it, but uh I I said it would be an okay kit if it wasn't a fire kit. Um yeah. But is this is this because traditionally you guys have had the red with the white stripe, just like Dallas has had the red and the white hoops, Mainly. and we've gone away yeah. from it? Okay, that yeah. was my question. Mm -hmm. uh, when do you uh, put your podcast out, Jeff? Uh, we usually put it out uh, sometime between Sunday and and Tuesday. Okay, so ours usually is... usually Tuesdays. Okay, so ours will be going up uh, later tonight, Sunday the sixteenth. So you can catch Jeff's. Fire Confidential over on NASN.TV and on iTunes and Stitcher, yes, correct? Yes, absolutely. Or awesome. you can go to firepodfc.com or chicagonow.com slash fireconfidential. Plenty of places to find me. Firepod, say it one more time. Firepodfc.com. Okay, Man, we'll th I'll throw a link up there with the questions just so everybody can cool. find all right, guys, thank you for your time, and uh, we appreciate everybody that's taken the time to download. We want to thank Hank and all the people at the All-American Soccer Podcast for giving us a uh, place to put the show up. 
We will see you next week, possibly with uh, three different panelists, one same host, and I apologize for that now. You've been watching Top of the Table. Have a good week, everybody.